Imagine life experienced with a true purpose, meaning, fulfillment. That's what we're going to talk about in this episode. This is a culmination of all of the topics we've talked about so far. They are the basis of my book, Produce on Purpose. It is the process of spiritually awakening by removing the masks that we often wear. We're going to talk about those different masks that we sometimes use to hide our authentic self and who we are, and also ways that we can remove those masks in our lives. Some of those masks often are expressions of our ego, which keep us trapped in societal norms or expectations for living that don't allow us to live authentically. So we want to be able to remove those and talk about those techniques and how we can get through. So let's do that in this episode. I'm so excited. Welcome to the Produce On Purpose podcast, where we explore experiencing life being the real you. I'm your host, Randy Adkins, Jr., author, teacher, speaker, preacher, and lifelong learner. Let's start off with our dad joke. I keep telling my wife to stop buying peeling masks. It's just a ripoff. And here's one more now that we're out of the pandemic. What kind of makeup should you wear during a pandemic? Mask era. Share that dad joke with someone this week so that they can enjoy life and have some fun by laughing. This episode is titled Removing the Masks, Experiencing Life Being the Real You. Isn't it interesting that our lives could be false? We could have this dichotomy that's happening between who we really are and who we actually are projecting or expressing. That's what we want to talk about in this episode. Throughout the weeks and in my book, Produce on Purpose, I focus on us going through a process of spiritual awakening by removing the masks of ego that sometimes we have in our lives. And when we remove these masks, we, it can be a transformative journey for us that leads to a greater self-awareness, a purpose, and a fulfillment in our lives. I want to start us off with scripture as our foundation, and then we will go further into some of the masks and then what we have in the techniques of what we can do to remove those. Colossians 3 and 10 says it this way, put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. This scripture suggests that by connecting with God, we can be transformed into our authentic selves, which are made in the image of our creator. I also want you to look at John 4, 24, because God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in the spirit and in truth. This scripture emphasizes the importance of us connecting with God in the spirit, which can help us connect to our authentic self. And then Romans 12 and 2 says this, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. 
This scripture is encourages us to break free of the societal and social norms and expectations and that we connect with our authentic selves, connecting with God. When we begin this journey, we have to first identify what is it and what are these masks that we sometimes wear. I'm going to combine some um, psychology, terminology, and I'll explain each of those along with this process of spiritual awakening because it is important for us to understand that we all have this construct that is called the ego. And the ego is related to the masks that we often wear to hide who we really are. The ego is a defense mechanism. It is something that we all have. It is there to protect us. It is to protect and keep us from harm. And so it automatically does many of these things in our lives. And sometimes we are using the ego to fit in to different places. However, the ego can become inflated and it can create a false sense of who we really are. And it creates a barrier between God, our creator, and also between us and everyone else in our lives. So I'm going to talk about each of these masks and some of the differences between them. And hopefully this is going to be a life-changing episode for you. I know that as I have studied scripture and as I have walked through this, it has helped me on my journey of being closer to God and having a greater connection with my creator than I have ever had before. And this is probably an episode you want to share with someone because I'm going to start to go into greater detail of what it is and some techniques that you can use. So let's start off with the first mask that is typically there. And you may find that this is something that's in you or maybe in someone that you know. The first mask is a mask called the perfectionist mask. This mask is when you have a person that is striving for perfection. They have a fear of failure. They feel sh- gain, uh, guilt and shame uh, when not meeting uh, personal or societal standards or norms. The process of us going through and removing this mask is number one, that you should be able to acknowledge and accept one's vulnerabilities, weaknesses, embrace your mistakes and failures as an opportunity for growth and practice self-compassion and self-forgiveness. Here's an illustration of a person that is a perfectionist. Sarah, she is a perfectionist. She is never satisfied with anything she does. She's always striving to do better and always feels like there's more. She's always worried about what others think of her. She would rather, she goes to great lengths to make sure that she's never seen as flawed or imperfect. Despite her hard work and determination, she always ends up unhappy, sad, not feeling great. And that everything she's done is not good enough. 
one day she realizes that her pursuit for perfection is preventing her from truly living. So she has to then make a conscious decision to become more vulnerable, to not be afraid of failure, and to start to move in a direction that will allow her to remove that mask. Here's the second mask. It's the people-pleaser mask. Here's some of the behaviors from that. This person avoids conflict at all costs. If there's going to be conflict, this person's going to go the other way. They constantly seek approval from others. They sacrifice their personal desires for the sake of pleasing others. And the way that you remove this mask is you have to begin to practice assertiveness and boundary setting. I'm not going to go into detail about boundaries here, but when you start to set up boundaries, this is where you as a people pleaser or having the mask of people pleasing will begin to erode. You will then learn to value and prioritize your own desires and opinions and seek the support from your trusted family and friends as you go through this process. So here's a story of a people pleaser. Thomas is the people pleaser. He never wanted to disappoint anyone. He would go out of his way to make sure others are happy, even at the cost of his own happiness. Despite how kind and how generous he is, he feels unfulfilled. He begins to become resentful. He feels like he is always putting others first, but no one is there for him when he needs them. One day he realizes he needs to start putting himself first by setting boundaries and for his own well-being. He learns how to say no and starts to prioritize his own happiness. And he is surprised by how much more happier he is and fulfilled. Boundaries can be difficult when you start to put those in place because you're going to feel as if you're being mean to people, but you are just setting the boundaries based on how you want to show up in life. And you will feel so much better in your relationships. I promise you this, they won't go anywhere. In fact, they probably will get better. Here's the third mask. The strong and independent mask. Man, when you put this mask on, you avoid seeking help or support from anyone else. You hide your emotions. You don't tell people how you feel. You feel that you need to be in control. The process of removing this mask is you have to become vulnerable. You have to become open. You have to seek this help from trusted friends and families, you have to allow yourself to experience and express emotions in a healthy manner. Oftentimes, what you will find with the strong and independent mask is the one emotion that always comes up is the emotion of anger or the emotion of trying to put someone else down. Here's a story. Jane is a strong and independent woman. She's always prided herself on being able to handle anything that comes her way. 
She never relied on anyone else. Despite her strength and her resilience, Jane felt lonely and isolated. She realized that she had been putting up a front, afraid of being seen as weak or vulnerable. She decides to reach out for help and is surprised by how much she learns from the experience of asking for help. She realizes that it was okay for her to ask for help and be vulnerable and open with others, that that's not a weakness. It is a strength. Number four, the comedian mask. This person hides their insecurities and their fears behind humor and jokes. I know you probably know someone like this. When you get around them, they just have you laughing and you would think they had the best of life because they always have you laughing. But they avoid serious conversations or difficult topics. The process of removing this mask is they have to begin to reflect, self-reflection, introspection. It probably would help for them to get the support of a therapist or a trusted friend to help them be able to express their emotions in a healthy manner. Here's a story of a person that has the comedian mask. Mike is the life of the party. He's the guy who could always make you laugh no matter what's going on. But beneath his jokes and his laughter is a person who is struggling with insecurities and fears. He uses his humor in a way to hide his pain and avoid from talking about his feelings. One day he realizes that the constant need to be funny was preventing him from truly being happy. He decides to seek help and open up about his feelings. He learned how to express his emotions in a healthy way and was amazed at the positive impact. He felt more authentic, fulfilled, and connected with others. Here's the next mask. The workaholic mask. You can see this in the person who's overworking. They're neglecting their personal relationships, their health, feeling unfulfilled in life. The way you remove this mask is you practice self-reflection, introspection, and prioritize your self-care and relationships. And you seek your fulfillment from other sources of outside of work. Here's your person and your story. The story of Jack is he is your workaholic that is driven and focused on his work. He's a top performer at his company. He's the first one in and the last one to leave. He never spends any personal time with his family and his relationships. His quality time and his family and his marriage are following, falling apart. He's exhausted and stressed. But he just can't stop working until one day he hits a breaking point. He's hospitalized for his stress and related issues. During this time, he reflects on his priorities and he realizes that his workaholic behavior was driven for a need of validation and a fear of failure. He realizes that in order for him to have success, he needs to focus on his other relationships 
so he can be more happy and fulfilled the way he needs to be. He also uses a conversation with his therapist and trusted friend to talk about his fears and his insecurities so that he can have a healthier balance in his work and personal life. Then we have the materialistic mask. This mask is when you have an obsession with material wealth and possessions, neglecting the inner fulfillment and happiness. This process of removing this mask is to practice gratitude and mindfulness, seek fulfillment from non-material sources, and focus on experiences and relationships instead of possessions. For example, this is when you find yourself only focusing on getting stuff, the house, the car, the, the, the new, um, everything that you can think of. So here's a story. You have uh, Jim. He's been focused on getting more money, and he's now at a good place where he has more money. He has the cars, exotic cars. He has the house but he still is not fulfilled. And as he begins to open up himself, he begins to be grateful for what he has and not keep looking for something that he doesn't have. And by that process, he begins to reveal to himself and become more authentic in who he is and remove that materialistic mask. We have the martyr mask. This is the person who is in a constant self-sacrifice. They neglect their personal desires and needs and they feel the feeling of, of guilty for putting themselves first. So this person is a martyr. How do you remove that mask? You practice self-compassion and self-care. You seek support from your trusted friends and family. You prioritize your personal desires and needs. Jessica who is your classic martyr? She always put herself last, sacrificing her own needs and wants for others. Despite her selflessness, she felt unappreciated and resentful. She believes that others are taking advantage of her and never gave her the recognition she deserved. One day, she realizes that she needs to start taking care of herself and setting boundaries. She learns to assert herself and start putting her needs first, and she's surprised. She's more happier and fulfilled, and that martyr mask begins to be removed. Here's another one, the victim mask. This person blames others for all of their personal problems. They avoid personal responsibility for anything. They feel helpless. And the process for this person to remove the mask is that they must practice personal responsibility and accountability. Uh, They, of course, should seek the support of a therapist or a trusted friend, focus on personal growth and positive change. Here's an example of a story for the person with the victim mask. Emily is a classic victim She saw herself as helpless and powerless and blamed others for her problems. 
everything that happened in Emily's life was because of something outside of her. It was her spouse one day. The next time, it's because of the way that the weather was. It causes her to feel unfulfilled and unhappy. She realizes that her constant focus on preventing her, it was preventing her from truly connecting with others and finding fulfillment. She decided to take responsibility for her own life and accountability for making sure she saw the solutions and she began to be amazed by the positive impact that it has in her life. She felt more empowered. She was no longer a victim. She felt more fulfilled and connected to others in her life. Aggressor mask. This is a person that displays anger and aggression towards others, hiding their fear and their insecurity. This person, the way to remove their mask is to practice self-reflection and introspection, seeking help, of course, from a therapist or a trusted friend, learning to express emotions in a healthy manner. Here's your classic aggressor. Sam, he always uses words and actions to intimidate and control others and was quick to anger. No one wanted to be around him because every time you didn't know when he was going to be mad or upset. And despite his tough exterior, Sam was feeling unhappy and not fulfilled. He realized that his constant need to be in control prevented him from having real relationships and connections with others. He decided to seek help and to learn how to manage his anger and communicate more effectively and was amazed by the positive impact. He became more authentic, more fulfilled, and more connected with others. Here's the last one, the recluse mask. This person goes away and avoids all social interactions. They sit in the house. In fact, this mask probably showed up in some people during the pandemic. They feel anxious and fearful of any rejection. So what they do is not interact at all. To remove this mask, you have to practice self-reflection, introspection, Talk to friends, trusted friend or therapist and step out of your comfort zone and engage in social interactions, even when it doesn't feel good. Mary is wearing the recluse mask. She's had difficulty since childhood because she's been hurt by people she trusted. She's retreated as she grew older and has become increasingly isolated and introverted. She finds solace when she's in solitude or alone. Uh, she's content with a quiet life, and she, but she feels a sense of emptiness and loneliness that she can't shake. One day, she is forced to confront her fears and insecurities when a neighbor moves in next door. Despite her initial resistance, she finds herself drawn to the new neighbor and eventually opens up and shares her story. This new friend in, 
is able to work through the fears and the insecurities and give her courage to reach out and connect with others. When we remove the recluse mask, she begins to feel more of her authentic self and she overcomes her fears and her insecurities and begins to interact with others. So we've talked through many of the masks. There are 10 that I did go through. Let me call them all out one more time for you. The perfectionist mask, the people pleaser mask, the strong and independent mask, the comedian mask, the workaholic mask, the materialistic mask, the martyr mask, the victim mask, the aggressor mask, the recluse mask. All of these, you can use some techniques to help identify where the ego expresses itself through these masks. You may have more than one of these masks that may express themselves in your life at any moment in time. Here are some techniques that you can use to remove these masks on a daily basis. The first one is praying, meditating, and journaling. I've talked about this over the weeks, but this is the time where you can self-reflect, become more aware of your thoughts, emotions, and your actions. And as you journal these things, what will happen is you can now pay more attention to your inner experience, and then you can begin to recognize when the ego or the mask is showing itself and driving your behavior. The second thing I want you to, technique I want you to look at is becoming more emotional, emotionally aware. This is a way that you can begin to understand what's behind your behavior. When you become more aware of your emotions, you can begin to see how your ego uses emotions to control your behavior and direct your thoughts and your actions. When you understand what emotion you're feeling and sometimes how that expresses itself in your life, you can then make adjustments in your life on how things are and how they actually show up in your life. So emotional awareness is the second technique. The third technique, and we've talked about this over the weeks, is inner dialogue. I want you to pay attention to the way that you talk to yourself. How do you talk to yourself? If you notice that you are frequently critical of yourself and others, then your inner dialogue is filled with negative self-talk. And this is likely the ego expressing itself through you. I want you to pay way more attention to how are you talking to yourself? What are you saying when things happen in your life? Number four is I want you to identify your triggers. Triggers are events or situations that cause an emotional reaction. By identifying these triggers, you can begin to see that your ego uses these events to control your behavior. This is another way to remove the masks is by identifying those triggers. And first of all, the initial way to deal with them is to avoid them. But at some point, you have to learn the tools of what do you need to do 
to not have those triggers affect you emotionally that way. Number five is body awareness. You will be surprised how your body can indicate to you when the ego is expressing itself. I want you to pay attention to your physical sensations in your body, and I want you to understand and identify any patterns. An example of when do you feel tense or anxious about something, that's when your ego is in control. A way to try to practice this is in the shower, I want you to think and feel the water in the morning or whenever you're taking a shower. Feel the water on your body. Feel how the warmth is if you're having a warm shower or the cold or cold is if you're having a cold shower. I want you to feel all of those sensations. And then I want you to continue to do that in different situations throughout the day. Body awareness is another technique that you will begin to use to help remove your masks. Number six is seek guidance. This is connecting with God. This is seeking spiritual guidance. You want to become more aware when the ego is expressing itself. I encourage you to ask God, ask your creator, ask him to help guide you to let you know when you are in a place where the mask is showing and not you. And then I want you to, last but not least, practice self-compassion. This means that you are going to be kind to yourself and you're going to also give yourself grace about where you are at this moment. And I want you to remember something, that you are not the past you, not even who you were a minute ago. You're a different person right now. You've learned something new. You've become a new person. And as you continue to move forward, you are not your past. I want you to be kind to yourself and the ego will be less likely to control you when you are kind to yourself. By using these techniques, you will begin to understand when the ego is expressing itself and when the masks are beginning to show up and beginning to control your behavior. It is important for all of us to understand that this, we can remove these masks out of our lives and begin to live a life that is more full and fulfilling in our lives. Removing these masks can be difficult on our personal journeys, and they may require support from a therapist or a trusted friend, family member. But what I want you to do is commit to making that change in your life. You will be happy that you have become a more awakened, more fulfilled, have a greater purpose. You are now a producer that is doing things, you are undoing all of the patterns and the habits that you have developed over many years, and those masks being removed will help you lead a more authentic life. I'm encouraging you that as you remove these masks, you will connect with your creator God in your body, your soul, and your spirit. It can be a long and a difficult process. But the journey is worth it. Say to yourself, it's worth it. By letting go of your false identities, your false personas, your false beliefs, you will discover who you really are.
you will begin to experience life being the real you. You will find that you can produce on the purpose that your creator made for you. You will glorify your creator in what you do. You will have a greater courage in this process, more vulnerability. You will have a willingness to embrace change. You will have a reward that is deeper in a connection with God, others, and yourself. You will now live a life that is filled with joy, peace, and fulfillment. That's going to end this episode. I am so excited about this episode because I believe that each of us, if we begin to remove these masks in our lives, and sometimes this journey may be only a few weeks, months, years, I ask you embrace the process in your life to begin to remove these different masks. You will be so excited and happy when you start to see these changes that happen in your life. Go out there. Experience life being the real you. Thank you for joining us on this episode I'm going to ask you if you could do me a favor, whatever platform that you are listening to this podcast on, if you would please subscribe and also provide a review. I love to hear your feedback on what these episodes are doing, uh, the kind of effects that they're having, and additionally, anything that I can do better. I'm always looking to uh, make this better, be able to share information that's going to help transform lives. You can also reach me at my website, which is www.randyadkinsjr.com. There you will find information about my book, Produce on Purpose, Experiencing Life Being the Real You, the podcast as well, and any speaking engagements or events that I may be a part of. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Feel free to also contact me on my website and share any information that would be helpful. I'm looking forward to hearing more about how you are experiencing life being the real you.